You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're talking about staying above the line. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hey, Laura. Hey, Steph. How are you today? I'm good. Are you you feeling above or below the line this morning? I'm feeling above the line right now. Yeah. Uh, But as as you know, I think that I've I've been feeling a little below the line lately. So I think that it's a really good timing for this episode because it's always a good reminder. um, Totally. To do our best to stay above the line. Okay, so do you want to tell everybody, I mean, since you're the one that introduced this concept to me, I feel like you're in a better position to explain it. So can you talk to us about what the line is and how we can be above or below it? No problem. So I was first introduced. I thought you were going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Forget the podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I was first introduced to the concept of the line when I was at assisting training for my yoga studio. And basically, uh, the line represents the division between things that stop us from being the greatest versions of ourselves and things that make us the greatest versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is if you were to draw a horizontal imaginary line across your emotions, um, everything that falls below that line would be things like self-doubt, self-pity, jealousy, anger, or actions like gossip, for example. Um, it's pretty easy <laughs> to determine what would be above or below. And of course, the things that are when we're above the line, we're people who are patient, we're more empathetic, we're confident in ourselves and in others, uh, and we're compassionate and kind to other people. So I think that that was something that just stuck with me because it's such an easy tool. Because no matter what you're doing, it's so easy to categorize whether your action is above or below the line. And it's so easy to call yourself out on it, too. To realize when you're being below the line um and that's that's something that i've just noticed as of late is i've been a little more below the line uh than usual yeah i think it's it's really interesting because when you when you when you explain that to me it just is so intuitive you know um it just feels right you're like yeah of course there are things that i do that are below the line and things that i do that are above the line and so i think it's a very helpful metaphor um i think it's also really interesting because for me at least and i know for you as well you can just tell like there's a feeling in your body when you do something that's below the line it's like this mixture of guilt and shame and Uh, disappointment and frustration where you just sort of know that what you did was petty or rude or uh, I don't know you know you just you could just tell like oh I I probably shouldn't have said that I probably shouldn't have done that I mean obviously there are times when we're sort of careless and we're not noticing but I think in general it's pretty easy to tell when you're doing something that's below the line if you're being playing the victim or if you're being catty or exactly petty or small really if you're being small it's like if you're being small versus if you're being big i think yeah. i would add to the above the line description i would also add like generosity and gracefulness and optimism and below yeah. the line like cynicism and depression and playing the victim and blaming yeah. other people for what's happening to you like i think the 
yeah, it's just so easy to, to tell what's above and what's below. So it's just, I think it's just super helpful. Like when you told me that, I was like, yes, it's just one of those concepts that just made so much sense to me. Exactly. It's a little, it's a little difficult to hide from the line. <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> where I've seen myself lately is um, I'm in a situation where I've found myself complaining a lot about it. Mm. And I think that the fact that when people are listening to me, I've found the need to apologize. <laughs> like the fact that I've been like, oh, I'm so sorry that I've dumped this on you, um, I think probably speaks volumes about how I see my own actions or my own reactions uh, yeah. to the situation I'm in. So I'm just, I'm just ready to like acknowledge that I'm doing this and get past it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think one of the things that um, also should go hand in hand with our explanation of the line is the acknowledgement that the line is so normal. I mean, it's just a very human thing to be below the line. And um, there doesn't need to be this sense of uh, beating yourself up or shaming yourself for being below the line. I think it's a very normal part of the human experience is to have mm -hmm. moments when you're not at your best. Um, I read a really interesting article this week, though, that was talking about the difference between living below the line and visiting. And I love that. <laughs> I know. I think it's such a helpful distinction because one of the ways that you can see being below the line is when you really being below the line is blaming your circumstances for your moods and your actions. Um, whereas being above the line is taking responsibility for your reactions to events that are going to be less than ideal. And I wanted to read one quote from an article um, that I read that I loved. So it says, if you are not aware of this concept of below, above and below the line, or if we forget its impact on your experience, it will look like it is the event that is the source of whatever you are feeling or experiencing, or I would add reacting. At those times, you need to realize that although this may be the truth, there's something better than the truth, and that's the whole truth. Remember that the outside event is 10% of the source of your experience, but the much bigger source, 90%, is your inside reality, whether you are above or below the line. Exactly, yes. The idea that anything below the line is a reaction. Right. As opposed to, as opposed to a positive action. Right, and I think what's key there is that they're saying that yeah, of course your circumstances make up a certain part of what you experience and how you react. Like, that's totally normal. Of course, mm -hmm. if you're in a really, sh uh, oh, I almost swore on the podcast. If you're in a really bad situation, um, <laughs> of course you're going to be feeling less than ideal. I mean, it's, it would be so easy to be above the line if everything was hunky-dory. But um, when you, things are not so great, you still have to take responsibility for how you react like you get credit, you get like, I think that people should get credit if you're in a bad situation, then yeah, that's bad situation. That sucks. But you know, you still have to, you still have to take that responsibility. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like you and I read a lot of content, um, around like lists such as the traits of the happiest people in the world or the traits of the most successful people in the world. And I think when the line was introduced to me, it was almost like a, one of those like TLDR, too long, didn't read. <laughs> like, basically happy, successful people stay above the line. Like, that's, most um, of the time, most of the time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, like you said, it's the living versus visiting. Right. And I think you're right. It's like happy, successful, mentally strong people. 
they spend most of their time not making excuses for their behavior or justifying their actions based on their yeah. circumstances, um, but just taking responsibility and getting on with it already, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> despite how hard it is. Um, I think one of the things, so yeah, I think it's really important to remember that visiting is totally normal and it should be totally okay um, for you to realize that you can visit. And I think that that's what's been happening with you lately. I know when you were talking to me about it, I was like, well, Laura, like, you know, you're beating yourself up a lot for being below the line. And that sort of, that's a yeah. below the line thing to do, you know, <laughs> you know, you're sort of stuck in yeah. a, below the lines sp- cycle, I think you called it. Spiral, um, that's so dramatic and all, so terrible. <laughs> you're in your spiraling. <laughs> that was your word, you said you're in a below the line yeah. cycle. Um, so I think that that's really important that if you are feeling below the line, um, you know, don't, don't shame and beat yourself up and feel guilty for being below, you know, whatever, you get it. It's just, it's yeah. a, a bad cycle to be in. So um, maybe let's talk about what to do if you are feeling below the line, because this is something that's happening to you right now. Do you want to share your experience lately and what you've been, how you've been handling it? Yeah. So I think that talking through it, mm-hmm. um, like you and I do, uh, or talking through my feelings with other people as well, is super important as long as you make the distinction between talking through how you're feeling and dwelling yeah Um, because obviously that that tendency to dwell is there so that's just something that we have to be aware of when we're when we're speaking through our feelings but I think that it has a lot of positive benefits so once you acknowledge publicly that you are acting below the line you can actually ask people to I know um when we were at assisting training we had one girl who was uh participating in the training with us who Mm -hmm. one day came in and she said my neck is killing me I want you all to be hold me accountable tell me if I'm being below the line so once you're actually talking through those things you can ask that of other people and uh, to me it was so shocking that people actually did it because Mm -hmm. how often do we get to say that to someone like you're um, but if somebody's actually asked you to hold you accountable I think I think um, that's a huge step in being able to turn yourself around because then you know you can't go to that place. Right. So people would just say, like, that was a little... That was that below was the line. Little, yeah. Mm. You're better than uh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's totally true. I think it's like what we were talking about earlier. You know, everybody has this sort of internal thermometer, if you want to call it that, um, of when they're being above and when they're being below. But sometimes it's hard to remember to check in. So having that accountability from someone else is important, but also cultivating that ability to check in with yourself and being aware and and asking yourself, look, am I being above or below the line? Like you can feel it in your body. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's important. I think one of the things that's interesting about what you said, uh, speaking through things, um, you're talking about the difference between speaking through things and dwelling on them. But I think that the most important thing is, you know, obviously you don't want to dwell, but what would be really dangerous is if you're talking about it in a term, in terms of you're excusing how you're feeling based on your uh, yeah. circumstances are you are you dwelling on it in the sense that you're saying well I've been like feeling so below the line because so and so is saying this to me and it's really awful and it's making me feel like this or are you saying like 
look, I'm feeling really below the line. I've been blaming it on this, but in reality, it's because of this, 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 and this. Like, I think it just, it comes down to the way that you're discussing it, right? The perspective, mm-hmm. the spin that you're putting on it. Is it circumstance driven or is it like you're taking responsibility, right? Yeah. I think that's what it always comes down to. But I think you're right that like awareness of it and the intention, the intention itself to stop it or to try and get back up is the most important thing. Like you won't always be able to snap back from it right away. And again, that's where the not shaming yourself comes in, right? If you can't, if you can't jump back above the line, you don't beat yourself up for it. But having that awareness, speaking it out, admitting it, I know that's something that you've been doing with me a lot lately, which is, it's, it's also really powerful when somebody admits it. I think yeah. we should we should really acknowledge that that it takes it takes a lot of self awareness it takes a lot of courage to admit to somebody else that you're you're being below the line because we always we always pretend that we're we're great right like going back to our social media podcast episode everyone always admits that they're great so I think I really respect it when you've told me that you're feeling like below the line lately. I think it's like a very big thing to do. I think it's a very above the line thing to do. <laughs> Thank you, Steph. No, that means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause to acknowledge that you're below the line takes so much awareness and like self-reflexivity and just like it's, you have to be a big person to be able to admit when you're visiting mm-hmm. below. So, yeah. yeah, I think you've been doing a better job than you are giving yourself credit for, to be quite honest. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about some more ways that, um, yeah, that we can I pull think, ourselves out of it? Yeah, I think one of the things that is uh, an, a yoga thing uh, that I thought of as I was practicing yoga this morning was the idea of, like, sitting with it a bit. Um mm. Just like, because in yoga, they say you have to learn how to sit with your discomfort, sit with your pain, sit with your annoyance, mostly annoyance. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> often you can you can deal with something, you just don't want to because you're annoyed by it. Um, and so I think one way of staying above the line instead of falling below the line is just learning how to sit with circumstances that you don't love um, and finding a way to think about them in a way that's less... I don't know, just less downward spirally yeah. <laughs> and more just like, this is the way that it is. I'm not happy with it. I'm going to admit that these circumstances are less than ideal, but I'm just going to sit with it. I'm just yeah. going to let it sort of roll off my back as opposed to like dragging me down below the line. Yeah. And most, most uncomfortable circumstances, as is the case with most yoga poses, will eventually eventually come to the, come to an end and you know it, you don't necessarily know how long a teacher is going to hold you in that pose, but you know, it's going to end. Right. And so I think it can be really hard, even in yoga to remember that because all you can think about is like how annoyed you are, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, remembering that it's temporary. I think, things being temporary is something that's been really helping me lately. Um, everything is sort of transit, transitory, temporary. Um, and so that's helpful. I think, um, one of the other things I read about was sort of this idea of like positive triggers of like finding things that will pull you back above the line. 
Um, so some of the examples they gave would be like taking time alone, uh, especially if you're introverted, like I am like having quiet alone time that helps me so much to just have the mental energy to deal with the circumstances mm-hmm. that will make me feel above or below the line. Um, talk, yeah, totally. Like if I'm annoyed with people, um, it's usually cause I haven't had enough time to myself. Um, talking to people, listening to music that you love, exercising. I think um, obviously meditation and focusing on the present. And then also Mm -hmm. one that's really interesting is um, this idea of like service or doing something for somebody else. I think that always helps me to like flip the script, you know, like to stop feeling so sorry for myself and feeling so annoyed by my circumstances. If you look at somebody who's suffering more than you or in a, a worse situation and trying to help them, that can be like such a good way to just automatic. It almost is just like effortless being above the line after that. Cause you just are stopped dwelling in the, in the circumstances that you're upset about. I do like that. I think I'm going to try that. Thank yeah. You. Because yeah. often, yeah. I mean, I was going to say even small, simple actions that you can do for someone else. Yeah, totally. Be big. Mm-hmm. Or even I think, well, this comes back to the idea of gratitude. Like maybe you don't even have to do something for someone else, but even just trying to take somebody else's perspective, um, you know, it could be as simple as you're walking down the street and you see somebody and maybe there's just something in the way they're walking or whatever that makes you think twice. And you're like, oh, maybe they have, they're having a hard time today. And even, even just that acknowledgement um, can sometimes pull you out of your self-involvement enough to realize that, you know, you don't have it. It's like that quote, there's a quote, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's like if everybody in the world threw their problems into a big pile, we would all be scrambling to get our own back because we could see what everybody else has. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So it's like, I think it comes back to this idea of gratitude, right? That's what something you were talking about before we started podcasting about the power of gratitude in this, in these kinds of circumstances. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that you and I haven't talked about, on the podcast, our individual um, practices or how we practice gratitude. Um, For me, and this is personally what works for me, is every night before I go to bed, I think of three things that day that I am grateful for. Um, And usually once I come up with three, the rest come too. I'm usually, Mm -hmm. it is never difficult to come up with three. it's usually, it would be more difficult to keep it to three things. Yeah. Um, because they're, yeah. Um, what do you do? For me, I don't necessarily have a daily practice, but I have found that the more that I think about these kinds of things and the more that situations happen that I'm not super happy about, um, gratitude has become more of a habit, which is kind of nice. It's sort of like, it's not necessarily the first reaction, but it's coming to a point where when something bad happens or something that I'm not super happy about after I have my initial (laughs) below the line reaction, maybe um, I'm getting better at sort of looking at the bright side or finding speaking what I'm grateful for talking about how it could have been worse or, or what I'm happy it has become instead. Um, so that's something that's great. I think the more that you practice that, um, 
the more it will come easily. I think for me, it also is when I'm talking to people, even though I have great people in my life who will listen to me complain and talk, it's starting to become uncomfortable for me to just complain and complain to people. And so it tends to be a natural thing that gratitude comes because if you're complaining a lot, um, the natural reaction, if you're feeling like you're complaining too much is to complain less and talk about the good parts. So. Mm-hmm. That's one way that gratitude has come into my life. And I also find, um, cause I've been blogging a lot lately, especially since I've gotten to Korea. And whenever I blog, I think it comes back to not wanting to seem ungrateful in a way. Cause I know people are listening or reading and I don't want to just be going on and on and talking about how great everything is. And so I try and be very transparent and I find that I just find myself talking about gratitude and writing about what I'm grateful for and acknowledging my gratitude in my writing. Um, And that is also something that comes with practice and has become much more natural over time. Um, And if I'm feeling particularly bad, if I'm having a really bad day, when I remember to do so, I write a gratitude list and then I can just, I just write a lot of stuff. It's like you, once you start, you, it's very hard to stop. Yeah. Exactly. We all have at least one thing to be grateful for. Um, So sometimes you can just pick that and focus on that for the day. Um, I found, especially since our episode on social media, that um, I'm a lot more conscious that everything I put out into the internet, into the interwebs, um, I try to have like a positive outlook on everything, put positivity out there. Um, And that doesn't mean putting out this perfect version of my life. For example, I know, um, like I posted the other day, a picture of me falling out of a handstand, like very, (laughs) very ungracefully. I took like a pretty good tumble. Um, And to me, that's still a positive thing that I get to put out there, especially if it makes somebody else laugh, because to me, it was also a triumph where I'm just, I'm not afraid to fall anymore. Um, So even if it wasn't a highlight reel, (laughs) more like a fail video, Like to me, that's still mean. It's it's still put, putting positivity out there, and I think that that's so important. Well, because it's all about the spin that you put on it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's all about the attitude that you take towards it. You could have fallen out of it and just been like, "Oh, I fall out of handstands every time." Like you know that whole yeah. <laughs> that whole tone <laughs> of voice, or you can take the exact same circumstance situation and put a different spin on it, and. Um, and just <laughs> the way that you did it was like very above the line. Um, I had an experience a couple weeks ago now that was really horrifying. Um, <laughs> the school that I'm working at um, in Korea is closing down at the end of this month. And uh, that basically meant that I had to find a new place to live and a new job if I didn't want to move like an hour away from all my friends and all the things that I've gotten to know here in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. and I really didn't want to do that but it was just one of the scarier weeks for me of of the last several years I don't remember any other time where I felt as uncertain and as upset but even in those moments when I was writing about it I was still trying I was struggling to stay above the line um but I 
was trying very hard. Even the first day that I heard about it, I was like, okay, well, this will be good because maybe now I'll get to actually like teach children or, or I'll get to do this or whatever. And so I was really trying, even though it was a constant, almost constant struggle that whole week, um, mm -hmm. I was still trying to, to, to sort of look at it in a good way. And I had friends around that were really helpful in that to make me feel, or to point out the reasons why it might be a good thing. Um, in a sensitive way, of course, yeah. they weren't like, they weren't shaming me for feeling bad about it. Obviously they were like, this is really horrible, but you know, at the same time, this could be good for these reasons. And that was helpful too. So, um, so yeah, so I think you're right. It's, it's like you want to always try and put a positive spin on it. You want to put positivity out there in the world. I think it would have been very different if I had written a blog post that was just just a whole four paragraphs of complaining about my situation. I think that would have been very below the line. And I think the way that I was talking about it, I was below the line, but I was trying to talk about it as if I wasn't, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think no, and that's one of the things I love about this podcast and working with you is I don't think we ever explicitly decided on this, but we've never put out a negative review or done like an angry podcast. It's all been positive content. I think it's interesting that you say that. I mean, it's true. Totally. I totally agree with you. I think it's just sort of like negativity feels bad to me. And I think that that's sort of proof that we do live above the line and visit below that. Yeah. And I think most of the people I surround myself are the same way. I, I couldn't really be friends with someone who was a constant cleaner, <laughs> you know, like somebody who was Let like, that be a message to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not that I would, I just, I think it's a natural, like an automatic thing that I just don't, mm -hmm. I don't befriend people who spend all of their time having pity parties and complaining about situations and whining about circumstances like that just really puts me off. I don't like um, just negativity feels bad in my body. I don't know how to explain it when I read people just whining and complaining and just like being awful. <laughs> I just like don't like it. You know, I don't I don't like people who play the victim or justify their re their actions based on what's happening to them and so while i understand it's a struggle for a lot of people i think there's it's the same thing there's a difference between living it and visiting so yeah it's a beautiful thing that's why i love you that's why i love you because <laughs> we try <laughs> we try very hard to fight against the human tendency to go down 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 yeah all right so um if anybody has any questions or comments leave them on our blog or tweet at us at green guinea pigs steph is doing a wonderful job of cultivating our instagram community if you want to see some brilliantly mm -hmm. positive green imagery uh i suggest you go <laughs> <in there. laughs> that's at green guinea pigs also you can follow us on twitter where laura is well, building up our Twitter presence, uh, also <laughs> at Green Guinea Pigs. But thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We are very grateful for you and for the people, the small audience that we've that we've gathered together. Yeah, putting you guys on my list tonight. <laughs> yeah, it really means a lot to us that we have people that care about this little thing that we're doing, and we love doing it. And it's just it's really nice. So. Thank you, and thank you, Laura, for being such a great podcast partner. Thank you, Steph. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
Bye. Bye.